Welcome back to the Sailing Doodles podcast. It's been a while since I've done one of these. My guest today is the newest crew member to Sailing Doodles, Stephanie Sinka, and I'm looking forward to uh, introducing you to her. Welcome to the Sailing Doodles podcast, where we talk to all sorts of people in the sailing and boating community. It's available wherever you get your audio podcasts and on YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash sailing doodles. Okay, welcome. We are live on here. So how are you? I'm good. I've always wanted to do a podcast. Have you? Yeah. You said you have several friends that have podcasts, right? I, they do. They always ask me to be on it. Why? I know. <laughs> why, why, don't you, why don't you do it? I mean, I haven't been home, oh. so I haven't had the chance to do it. Um, I've actually always wanted one just because I think <laughs> I think I'm funny. Oh. So <laughs> She thinks she's funny. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like I have so many good ideas and there's just so many podcasts out there. So, it's hard to kind of fit into that world now you know like try and be big i don't think my goal is to even try and be big it's just to want to do a podcast well i mean used to i mean when i started out doing youtube uh i mean it was more than five years ago now i mean it, it's a different world i mean like now there's so many people doing youtube and podcasts and all that yeah. and, and so now it's it's so much harder to get noticed yeah and, you have to almost be unique in a way like yeah. you almost have to be talking about something like the joe rogan podcast or sure um call her daddy i don't know if you know i've not heard of that well it's a good one okay there's just so there's just so many and i feel like um i feel like uh i would need to find like a topic or something to talk about but well definitely i mean that does make a big difference like uh the days of even when i started doing youtube five years ago more than five years ago the days of like the general vlogger like a casey neistat was gone i mean like Casey Neistat started, I don't know, doing YouTube 10, 15, 10, more than 10 years ago, yeah. maybe 15 years ago. And that was the time when people were just doing, hey, this is what I'm doing today in my life. Uh, you want to follow along, right? Yeah. Uh, now you can't do that. Um, it's pretty, Goose, don't knock over my cord. Sorry. <laughs> we got Goose down here with us today. So I just don't want him to knock over the. He's, he's the, he's the uh, audience. <laughs> yeah. We do have a live audience. Yeah, Goose. But I mean, so now you have to have a specific thing. You can, I mean, so. You know, you, like, I mean, Joe Rogan on the podcast, he's been doing it also 10 years, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's got, I think he's been doing his podcast more than 10 years. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And so he does just, he brings in a bunch of different people. So there is no specific thing that he focuses on. He does MMA, he does science, he does comedians, he does all that stuff. I think that's what makes him so big is that he's able to kind of do all and everything. And he's able to like... Like you said, he's kind of someone in the middle, like no matter what their views right. or who they are, what what they believe in, he kind of just listens and talks to them, which I think is kind of cool because you're not someone that's specifically like for a political stance or someone who's only doing sports or only doing a science genre or something like that, which I think is pretty cool. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I, that's, I like it. He's, he's like, I don't know, I wouldn't want to challenge it, but like too big to cancel. Are you going to challenge yeah, no, it? No. No, I mean, too big to cancel. Like, he's got an audience big enough that, that uh, that you know, if he does say... I mean, if he says something just outlandish, Listen, like crazy... Listen, if he says something crazy yeah, 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 yeah. and kind of fucked up, yeah, yeah. he's going right. to cancel. But, I mean... You know, I don't think he's stupid enough yeah, to do that, Yeah, he's not, though. yeah. And, 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 I mean, that's, like, I don't... That's the thing, too, is, like, I don't ever... On my Sailing Doodle show or Flying Doodles or Glamping Doodles, I don't ever get political about anything um and well, people watch 
yeah. to learn about your life and about sailing. And I think right. that's what you should stay focused on. I don't think right. the, and listen, of course those things are important, but sure. I think for your videos, that's not what the gist is about. Yeah. It's about people watching you sail and living your life and seeing how their lives could be if they did that, yep. you know? So. so for the audience here, sorry, we have two different cameras here. Um, I'm probably gonna go with her camera as my now studio camera. And we're not exactly in a studio, we're in an RV. We are in a studio. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in an RV. Uh, so uh, sorry about the different colors and everything. Uh, I need to, I'm gonna get another one of these cameras, the one that's planning on Stephanie uh, for, uh, Yes. to use more because it's nice we have both the same camera and so it's pretty easy to use so i'm looking forward to that and then i'm gonna bring them to the uh, hopefully with this setup with the new technologies and stuff i'll be able to do more of these because that, that was the problem is it like you see how much stuff we have to set up here just to do it's this a little intimidating <laughs> yeah so you guys can't see it but we have two lights two, two and we have four tripods and then yeah. all the cabling running everywhere to do all this and it'd be nice if like and then i've got this little stream deck so if you see me looking at the Hang on, they're here. If you see me looking at the computer and all that, because I'm actually live switching, so like I can this this is on me. I can hit this to go to both of us, uh, and then I can hit this button just to go to Stephanie, Ooh. and then I have other <laughs> buttons like I can play the. I can play the intro from it and I can stop and start recording um, from here. So that way, because kind of the pain of doing all this is having to edit. I mean, because if, if we record like an hour long podcast, it's, that's a lot of editing if I have to do it. Well, think about it. You want to go, you have to edit back and forth and different yeah. specific clips of things like. Right. And so then I have this. Like if you just wanted it just to be on me because I'm. Right. Just I can so, just leave the camera on you. Yeah. And there you go. I understand. Uh -huh. <laughs> but like this way, I don't have to edit it. I can live switch everything. Because that was like the first few podcasts I did, I'd have a couple different cameras and record it. Then I'd have to import all the footage and then in my editor, change it and switch it. So then it takes like hours and hours to edit. And I'm already got all the editing stuff for flying doodles, sailing doodles and glamping doodles. And so then to add this on there was just a lot. So, yeah. so anyway. Like you but, said, you always need a clone. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, I wish I had a clone. There's so much <laughs> more I could do. Uh, all right, so let's get into it then. What? All right, where are you from? What's your background? What is, who is Stephanie Sinka? So I am from New York. I was born and raised in New York. Um, so people out there, if you're from New York, you understand we New Yorkians. Nor New Yorkians? Is that a, <laughs> New Yorkers. I think it's New Yorkers. Okay, well, us New Yorkers. New York. <laughs> I just uh, came She'll up do this, like, she'll... she'll uh, she gets in these laughing fits and she like I hope I don't do that. She can't now. talk for like ten minutes where she just she just laughs the I entire swear, time. I swear, I crack myself up. Um but from New York I I'm not gonna say where I lived because you know I don't really want people to know where I lived, but um I went to Iona for speech pathology. I'm going back to school for that. Um I lived in Thailand for a year. I decided to say, you know, I don't, everyone was going to grad school and I was like, I don't want to go to grad school right now, actually. And I was like, I'm going to pick up everything I have and I'm going to go move to a foreign country in the middle of nowhere and teach. And everyone was like, what? You're going to do that? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, well, you did it in the middle of the pandemic too. Yeah. I mean, that I mean like I, when did you move, when did you move to Thailand? Uh, like end of November. Of 2020? Yeah. 
So that was like... I that mean, was like before the vaccine was yeah, even yeah, yeah. a thing. Like that was when COVID tests were very hard to get in New York. Um, again, the vaccine wasn't really a thing. And I had it planned way before COVID. So, you know, in my head, I was like, should I still go? I don't even know if I'm able to go. But um, within March, they told me that... Um, you know, you can still go if you want. There's going to be a few changes. You know, Thailand's not... Just a few changes. Just a few. Um, Thailand's not going to be Thailand that you thought you were going right. to, which was, you know, for a couple of months between March and November, it took me some time to realize, like, I'm not going to see the country as, you know, everyone else has seen. So I can't really ask advice from others, like, hey, how's this? How's that? Because I'm living in a culture that people there are experiencing for, for their first time and my time as well. So I figured, you know what, it's already a challenge to go on my own and live there. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it anyways. Well, how was it? I mean, like, cause when I went to Thailand, they had the sandbox program. So the way that worked is we had to be vaccinated and then we did an app application online and there was an, actually the hotel we stayed at kind of facilitated all that. And so we had to get uh, we had to be vaccinated, had to apply, had to prepay for the hotel for two weeks in Phuket. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, so we had to get tested before we went, and then we had to have a test on arrival, and then we were not allowed to leave Phuket province for two weeks, and during that time we had to get tested two more times. And then we had to be tested again to leave Phuket. Mm. So, but you, I mean, but then we could go anywhere in the country and kind of had free reign. Mm -hmm. And we had free reign in Phuket while okay. we were there. And I mean, like most restaurants were starting to open back up and they weren't technically allowed to serve alcohol, but they kind of did anyway. They give you a coffee cup and pour your beer in a coffee cup, or they'd give you a, a, a glass of beer and bring out an empty Heineken zero bottle and put it next to it. So that if the police came by, they'd not. But so how did, how did you get in? So when I got in, I mean, the whole visa requirements was just really such a hassle because when you applied for a visa, you had to be put on a list. Of approved teachers which was a new thing that the Thai um, agency in New York wasn't very helpful so it was extremely hard to try and find all the information you needed you needed to have a COVID PCR test when I say PCR that means the lab test so that need to be done within 48 hours of leaving and to try and find that in New York during November 2020 was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life because mm. I had to pay, I mean, I had to pay over $700 really? just, for, just for my tests. Wow. Yeah, because if I wanted it back in time, like labs were like two, three weeks, you're gonna, you're gonna have to wait. And I was like, well, I can't. But I mean, entering the country, I had a quarantine for three weeks in a hotel. Um, I was not allowed to leave. Well, how was that? So, how, yeah, explain the quarantine. Oh, it was terrible. Honestly, it was so terrible because um, you're put in this ice box of a room. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it's freezing in there because the AC on. You're not allowed to go outside at all. I mean, the last week, I was allowed to go outside for 20 minutes on the rooftop, but that was it. So, and, how, how it, did somebody escort you up there or what? Yeah. So, someone comes to your door. Like, in full hazmat? Full hazmat. And says you want to go out to the roof? Yeah. And I'm like, and you're you could see the other people up there and like you interact within like seven feet of each other. Oh, so you could see the other, like but the you, other, you... Te other teachers that are there. Okay. So you would talk for 20 minutes and then the rest of the day you're back inside. So 
it was really brutal and what would um, you do for food food they would bring it to you three times a day to your door this is like prison oh this is totally like it felt like it almost and you had to pick your menu the day before so they give you a list of things the food i can't believe how awful it was really oh i lost at least 10 pounds really? just i mean was it was it what, what kind of food was it like pad thai or something it was I mean, like no, i mean was it all was it all thai food it was american and thai food but it was so i mean it looked like prison food i mean I, thailand has amazing food do not get me wrong but for some reason this hotel i don't know who the chef was but it did not resemble or reflect the food I had after I left. Like after leaving that hotel, everything else I had after was amazing. But just for some reason that hotel, the food was so awful. And it didn't help the fact that, you know, I couldn't get food, takeout food delivered. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even let you have takeout no, food they wouldn't delivered. want to have takeout food delivered. You weren't allowed to have alcohol. You weren't allowed, if you smoke cigarettes, which I don't, but if you, or smoke weed, you couldn't go do that either. Um, my internet didn't work uh, so how do you work i mean i had they brought me a wi-fi box okay but that still like didn't work like i also my view when i got into my room was a brick wall yeah. so i didn't even have a view so it was a rough first three weeks being there but then after thailand at the time yeah was fine yeah like Clubs were still open. Khao really? Road was still open. Really? Oh, yeah. No, like, we went out. Like, it was fun. Like, COVID just started to be a problem, like, when I got out of quarantine, but it still wasn't, like, red flags. The country was doing fine. So everyone was like, okay. So we would go to Phuket on the weekend. Like, New Year's Eve was crazy in Phuket. I, I mean, like, everything was still open. Clubs, bars, restaurants, parks. You name it and it was open so it was really cool because i mean not cool i mean obviously we were being safe but um it wasn't as severe in the, in the states and people weren't it wasn't like people were getting sick like it was just everyone was fine and then i think around like february march was when thailand really started to be like okay this is this is getting severe people Wait, were they actually getting a lot of cases or what around march is when people started cases started to spike um mm-hmm. it was around Songkran, which is the new year of mm. of um thailand so it's around april it's like the water festival so i think what the government did though was to try and prevent people in large crowds from coming so they kind of were like COVID spiking which i believe it was but i think that they made it a little more like severe than it was because there was only a few cases at the end of the day but then after that it spiked so i don't know fully the information about whether or not truly there was a huge spike but i mean after that everything just started to go downhill from there in the sense of covid and it i mean i will say though i did get to see a country where there was not many tourists that was the cool part to me when I was there. Yeah. Uh, was that, I mean, like, we had to spend two weeks in Phuket, and normally Phuket, I forget how many, you know, I mean, it's an island, but it's a big island. No, but, I mean, Phuket is like the the hot spot for tourists when they go visit Thailand. There'll be 100,000 tourists there. I mean, there's 80, I think 85 million tourists a year that visit Thailand. Yeah. So if you take that out of the equation, all you have is the expats. Right. Which is like, very little yeah yeah. like every like every expat it's funny like every expat knew each other like no matter where you went where you what town you went into 
there was like you knew who they were like it was just a weird small world um but it was really cool i mean like we would go to the beaches where there would be hundreds of thousands of people on the beach and it was yeah. just us yeah or if we wanted to go do an excursion like go to an elephant sanctuary it was i mean it was sad though because you saw a lot of businesses struggling you know thailand thrives off of tourism at the end of the day you know they 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 rely on these well tourists. tourism is their number one industry by far yeah and i mean they do they, they produce cars and stuff like that and they have some industry but it's yeah. mostly tourism, it's mostly tourism especially and I, for the locals for sure and mm -hmm. you saw that struggle and it was really heartbreaking because so many of these businesses you know look like they shut down that day they didn't even have time to you know clear out whatever business they had and it was really hard to see that but um it was nice that you know you you can't save the world but you can at least do your part and contribute so i'd see businesses that were struggling and go in and i don't know buy coffee or hang out with the locals and i mean thai people are so nice so yeah. you really got to sit and talk with them and they appreciated that so well i mean it's uh, you know COVID is the new flu basically i mean it's not going away there's a new variant every few months i mean it's i think as a <laughs> race of humans we're gonna have to figure out a way to deal with it where we're not shutting down i mean yeah. it's just gonna be I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the vaccines aren't effective. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, what I think they originally said 90% efficacy. Now they're probably less than 50%. There's new variants. Yeah. And now and it only lasts six months. Then you, you know, can, then your thing. I mean, it's, it's, but I mean, like I've had, you had COVID too. Right? I did. I had COVID of March, I believe. Of no. 2020. Yeah. Right. So, like, so. right when it first, we had New York was a hot spot back then. Oh so. yeah, no, it, I mean it was. I knew a lot of people and they were had it back then in March, April. They were all in New York. Yeah, I mean everyone I knew had it. Like everyone I knew had it. I mean my whole family had it, and it was my mom's. My mom's a doctor, so she was super careful being at work, but she eventually got it. I mean everyone I knew had it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean everything. I think that I've read and studied. I mean, you can always find something that is against it, but like. If you've actually had it, antibodies last. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I got my my blood work back, yeah. and I have, I think, a high. I have like 149, which mm -hmm. is like, I don't know what it's out of, but I know my doctor talked to me and said that's a high amount of antibodies you have. Yeah. So with your vaccine, you're very unlikely to get yeah. COVID again. Well, I don't even think with the vaccine. I think just period. You're. I mean, like, so I was watching a reading a study the other day, or listening about a study the other day. They were talking about people because SARS-CoV-1, right? Mm -hmm. That was back 2005 or something like that. Uh, it wasn't as brilliant it didn't spread as much but yeah. it's very similar disease uh that people that had it then still have antibodies 15 years later oh. and so they're still immune to covid one so you know i mean hopefully it's the same with covid two and so it's the whole i mean i i think we're going about this as a society a bit wrong i mean like you know it's not i mean if you want to get vaccinated great do it i think but they're saying you know, everybody across the board has to get vaccinated. I mean, like it, I, the reason I got vaccinated is just so I can travel, right? So I can have that card that says travel. Um, but like it, uh, I mean, I've already had it. So I don't think I, I mean, I'm, I don't think, I think it should be an antibody test instead of a PCR test. You know what I mean? If you've had it, great. If you got antibodies, great. And that's a cheaper test too. You can order that online. You just spit. I don't know. I don't remember how they do it, but they, I don't remember. But it's you a spit. 
I don't know, whatever. It's an antibody test, but it's pretty simple to do. Maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't remember how to do it, but you can order it online. And then if you've got antibodies, great. You know, they, you I mean, know. I still think it's important to test yourself for COVID regardless. Yeah, but yes. So that it, at least if you have it, you know that you're not going to be able to spread it to others. Well, I know, but I mean, if you've got antibodies, then it's very unlikely that you will get it. And if you do, you're not probably going to even get to the point where you're contagious because mm -hmm. your body will fight it off before it even gets to that point. Um, so I think this whole, instead of having a vaccine passport, it should be an antibodies test passport, you know? I mean, that it way- It should be added onto it, yeah. which would be helpful. And then, I mean, that could be the same thing with uh, with the vaccine, okay? If, uh, if, you know, if you've got, instead of having a vaccine passport, you have an antibodies passport. And so say you are vaccinated, you never had COVID, then you go take an antibodies test and it's showing very weak or none, then okay, I need to get a booster. You know what I mean? And then you go do that. And so I mean, having the, so I mean, having the, I don't know, I think that's probably the better way to do it in my opinion, because that's mm -hmm. actually showing that you are not gonna spread it. I mean, cause you can have the vaccine. What if you're one of those people that the, the antibodies only stick around three or four months, you know what I mean? Then you're vulnerable again. So, yeah. so I don't know, I think that's probably the better way to do it. But anyway, so anyway, sorry to get on uh, COVID, but so how did we meet? How did we meet? <laughs> so is it that funny? No, it's not. It's not funny. Like it's just the story is funny. Mm. Um, we well that night I was scuba diving for my last. I went to Koh Chong for my last couple weeks of Thailand. I wanted to enjoy my time. I didn't want to be stuck in my town. Um, I wasn't teaching. Uh, like my, I was teaching online. It sucked. I didn't get to see my my students. So, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Kochong. I went by myself because no one wanted to come with. I was like, I don't care. And I scuba dived for three weeks, and that was really so so worth it. But one night, it was after like my fourth day of consecutive scuba diving, and I was so tired. And my friends were like, go out, go out. And I was like. I don't want to go out and they're like well you said no last night so you have a choice of either coming out or coming out so i was like okay fine so my friends picked me up and we went to this bar and so happened uh, bobby well, was there it was the only bar well there was one more there bar. was only one bar open yeah on there was one more bar like on the same block that was open there was yeah, nobody there yeah and so it was like one bar in town and we were in kochong and normally down there lonely beach and all that i mean that place would be banging. oh yeah that's like that's kind of uh the backpacker paradise over there that's yeah. where people like people who have a low budget but still you know like full moon party is like want to have fun like i don't know like older adults teenagers go mm -hmm. there so it always is like it was crazy to see it like that when it was one bar open versus how yeah. it used to be well and that we were that one bar was not even in the like main area it was off Oh, yeah. I mean, like everything in Lonely Beach, which is where all those bars are, like, uh, I forget all the names of them. It's like Rasta Bar. Yeah. There's, there's, like, of them. there's like the beautiful bar at the yeah, end of the street. Yeah. All that stuff. But they were all, all that was closed. Mm -hmm. Well, we went to like, so we went from the bar we were at to some, what was that? Like, what place was that? They had like a DJ and like eight people there. Remember? Wow. Wait, where? We went to like Lonely oh! Beach. Oh, 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 
Oh yes, has. yes. <laughs> oh yes, the glow in the dark spot. The, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So like uh, all the bars were closed, but they that's like, like that's like the area where everyone would right go that at. would normally be. But, but it was like tented up. Yeah, they had tent they had it tented up, and then they had it closed, and then there was like I don't know how there was like maybe eight of us in there, <laughs> maybe including the bartender and the DJ. So uh, it was right, fun though. Yeah, it was fun, and then G stayed up to like five or something like that. She's the only one there just dancing in front of yeah. the DJ. <laughs> she dances. So, G, if you watch this, I mean, she's a good dancer, but she dances pretty violently. Shh, don't get in her way. Yeah, I Shall mean, you? she's like, rah, rah, and then, like, she was saying. If you go in close proximity, oh, yeah. you will get hit. Yeah, you're going to get hit. <laughs> like, she was saying that, uh, like, we were, remember we were in uh, St. Martin at, uh, at uh, Character. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's sitting there, and like there were people dancing, but she's like on the front row, just like, in the middle. And she's like, the reason the I, the reason I dance, I like to be on the front row is because like, like that won't hit anyone. I want number one, yeah, she won't <laughs> hit anyone, and number two, because she's gonna be dancing no matter what, and she doesn't want to be like back behind everybody where nobody else is dancing. So she doesn't want to like see that nobody else is dancing, so that she feels weird about it. But yeah, so at least so. she knows if no one's dancing, I don't have to see that. Yeah, which exactly. is like cool i guess like and she did i mean like oh, so we had we had dinner there and then we stayed till they closed which was what 12 12 like yeah they closed early that night which and, i don't yeah. you said that's on yeah they're saying because i think it like most of the rest of the bars and stuff are were not forced to close at 12 but they were because i guess it gets so busy there like they don't want that many people getting there yeah because there was probably i mean there was a lot of people there by 7 30. oh yeah well that's when our reservations were so we i always get i, I love going there on sundays it's a fun place and um uh oh got a glitch it's okay it's all right probably probably just oh uh oh we're just on you ah. <laughs> that's fine hello <laughs> There we go. Fixed it? I fixed it, but now I gotta edit, so. Oh well, whatever. Oh. I was worried, it was, I think it was this thing. Cause Goose, I blame Goose, cause he uh. Don't blame Goose. He, he, he moves the cord around and then it freaks out. So uh, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, character. And then yeah, so there was probably a hundred people there or more? No, there was a lot, I don't know. I think it's probably a hundred. Probably. And then, then they all went to like some other, they went to a strip club after that. Like we went home, they went out. Yeah, I was like, I was so tired. I don't yeah, know what mid, happened. I was, mid, when you're when you're on a when you're cruising on a sailboat, you're so used to going to bed at it. Like it's just nine or ten. When you're in the middle of the ocean, I mean, after dinner, realistically, we hang out, and then around I don't know, like nine p.m., nine thirty, it's like. Well, I mean, nine p.m. They call it cruisers midnight because, like, when you're on a boat, especially like if you're at a marina or something, it's not that bad because, like, you can step off the boat, go. No, do like go to bars around. Yeah. Like, there's stuff to do when you're but, on a boat in the middle of kind of nowhere. Yeah, when you're anchored out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, like, like you, I had, mean, you had dinner and so the sunset you play at six thirty. Games yeah. with the crew, whatever. But yeah. realistically, you're like, I've been. I you get up early. That's the thing. You're not. You know, yeah, yeah. you're up by like seven. So. Yeah. 6.30 maybe. All right, so how do you like uh, you? Okay, so you did the sailboat stuff in Thailand just for like five days. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we did another sailboat in the BVI for like five days. How do you like the sailing life? Have you, you've done much sailing before? No. Okay. So to be totally honest, before I met you, never truly have been on a boat like that before. Like I've been on boats before, and don't get me wrong, but I've never been, you know, I lived in a like in a neighborhood where sailing was huge. Like you grew up at the age of five and you already knew how to put up a sail. Like, mm -hmm. so I guess 
I grew up in a family where we were more of like land people. We didn't really do a lot of like boat stuff or being on the water. So I grew up not really just, it's kind of like a community. If you don't grow up in that community, you're not really exposed to it. So I never really got the sailing experience. Um, but then when I met you and being on your boat, I mean, it's really interesting. Like I like to learn more um, and definitely learn how to sail. I definitely think it's very, it's not easy. Like I would put it that if you're an outsider looking at you guys sailing, I think that I give props to all sailors because in sh really stressful moments when like the wind isn't going the way that you would like or some like a sail falls or whatever happens, like you guys kind of go into this immediate mode of like, it needs to be fixed yeah. or like something is going to break. Right, yeah, you gotta know what to do and, and do it quickly, yeah. But I mean, you're in luck actually, cause it, it'll be out soon. I haven't like made it, yeah, I kind of talked about it, but I've filmed a how to sail series. Which Maybe I will be watching. <laughs> five hours of video instruction by yours truly and other um, uh, like professional instructors. Yeah. Um, so that'll be out, uh, I'm hoping I got more work to do, but uh, hopefully somewhat soon. Yeah. Well, in the next month or so. I like to, I like to learn. I definitely think it's really cool. And if we're going to be on the water more, I'd like to at least know how to handle it. So um, you've, you've been on a catamaran now for like a total of 10 days. Yeah. Uh, and you've been on the dark side really for like a total of 10 days. Well, no, we did, yeah, we did three weeks in the BBL. Well, but 10 yeah. of five of the, so you've been like three or four weeks on the, on the dark side. Yeah, uh, what, uh, which one do you like better, motorboat or the ask catamaran? Me this. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I like one better than the other because truly, I think they're both have different qualities that I like about it. Like a catamaran is a lot more wide. I think when it comes to when it comes to space, that's the first thing. Like your motor yacht is very long, which I like. It's very homey in there. You you don't feel as much like you're on a boat. Where on a catamaran, which is nice, it's still nice and it's still kind of homey, but it feels a lot more like a boat. Right. And I think it's a lot more wide mm -hmm. and a little more in the sense spacious, but I, but the design of your boat, it is spacious as well. Um, I mean, I would have to say I like the feel of the motor yacht better just because I don't feel it as much like when we're on the water of like, the sway or like if we're going into the swells like I don't feel it as much where when you're on a catamaran you do feel that adjusting you do feel a little more of the water underneath you um well a lot of that has to do with my boat has stabilizers um okay. so and it's big and heavy right I mean yeah. it, it, it weighs more than twice as much as that catamaran. Yeah. So the waves just it's like being on a cruise ship versus right. being on a pontoon boat. Right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then, but the stabilizers make a big difference. I mean, yeah. I think I've only, I think we did it for a little while where I had, I think I turned the stabilizers off and you were like, oh yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, I know. I remember you were like, try it, turn it off. And I did. And I was like, wow, you could really feel it. Yeah. So again, I would say that there's not one that I like more than the other. I think that they're both really cool. I think that. I mean, just to be, this, just the experience of being able to be on these boats is really, um, I don't know, it's really, really awesome. But I don't know if there's one I like more than the other. I think that if you told me we're going on a boat, I'd be like, okay, what kind of yeah. boat? Like, this is fun. Um, but I think comfort wise, 
your boat is a lot more i mean also you've been living on it it's your boat so it's a lot more comfortable well, in the I, sense of yeah. like but i think a lot of it too is, is that I, I noticed um you know when we were on the catamaran and the bbi is uh so navigar by the way it was a great company they gave us access to their boat so Beautiful you'll see that boat. coming up yeah uh, it was brand brand new brand new lagoon 46. uh it was a great boat but I was like going, oh man, I wish I had that because like all yeah. all my all my boat all my stuff was on my boat and yeah. like that would have big, made a big difference if like I had this. Once you this, put this. your stuff on yeah. your boat, of course it's gonna make it yeah. so much homier. So I think like I'm comparing this to like being on charter boats versus like being on your own boat because yeah. if you were to change like we're going from the dark side to a catamaran and putting all your stuff on the catamaran, I'm sure it would equally be like this is just as comfortable, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. All right, we are going to have to edit because I got to pee. <laughs> okay. And we're back. And I adjusted the lighting. Now the camera looks a little better, too. Uh, you can't see it because I got I have my control screen over here, too. So. You know what I realized? What? As a New Yorker, a New Yorker, I talk with my hands a lot. Uh, I don't know. Is that a th I don't. I don't think I've noticed that. Oh, I always... I mean, do I talk with my hands no, a lot? No, you don't. I do. Like I oh, See, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I always talk with my hands. It's like an expression, like, I don't know. All right, so, and I was just thinking, you know, like, because there was times, like, the cat, when we were on it, like, you know, on my boat, you know, I have the, the TVs that are Wi-Fi'd and all that, so we can occasionally, we can watch YouTube on there or whatever like that. We're on the cat. You can really do that. Good enough, good morning. Yeah. Well, that's her new favorite show. I make her my that. So, so good. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll give a uh, good mythical morning a shout out. Let's see if they return the favor. I kind of doubt it. Um, I hope they do. Yeah. Right. I would like to be on their show just one yeah. day. So yeah. Okay. Good mythical morning. Uh, give us a shout out. Give sailing doodles a shout out, but, uh, uh, good mythical morning. There's like a, a morning show on YouTube and they're pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. They like try different foods. They do games. They're kind of, I don't know. I think that with the world being so, yeah at times mm. it's nice to just like watch something silly and goofy and yeah. like they're just also they're like 44 years old yeah they're, they're the same age as me and like they're, they're just big kids big kids yeah. and they're funny same and <laughs> right. so which uh, so we're we're gonna be heading back to the dark side soon but what so right now we are actually uh cruising around filming for glamping doodles it's another one of my channels and then uh, occasionally filming the uh, flying doodles, which you got to go fly in that. that which was, cool. was so cool. So we'll talk about glamping doodles first. Uh, what, uh, how do you like, have you done the RV life? So glamping doodles, basically we travel around in my RV and and we're like, so far we've done Shreveport, uh, New Orleans, Destin, Auburn, and we're in Chattanooga now. We're headed to Nashville tomorrow. Well, well, not really today, but tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how do you like cruising around in that? I mean, RVs are just like, it reminds me of just like a big way of camping, you know, yeah. like, like you say, glamping yeah. and I love it. I mean, I've camped my whole life. Um, I've done an RV once before and you know the movie rv kind of like that she made me watch it the other day it was it okay was, it's a it's a 2000s movie it's very yeah. corny but it's yeah Robin it okay. williams is Robin great Williams. and it's just a but classic. it's it's one of those things though that like i can't watch a aviation or sailing movies most of the time because i'm like oh my god really like you could have just fixed it by no or, or or just it's not realistic at all like yeah. what is that um all is lost is the worst movie <laughs> i have i turned it off after like 30 minutes it's the one with robert redford 
Hey, have you seen it? No, I have not. It is awful. Like he, <laughs> he's very passionate. He, he, about yes, this. I am very. He's single-handing, um, like a, I don't know. It's probably around a forty-foot monohull. I don't even know. And he's sleeping, and he's sailing right along. And he hits a container, like a loose container that puts a hole in his boat, and he gets like stuck to the container. And in the conditions when he's doing this, you see the sea around him. There's no swell. There's no waves. There's barely enough wind to fill the sails, yet he hit a container hard enough to put a hole in his boat, and then he stuck to it. And I'm like, oh. You're like, you know, at least if someone, like a sailing expert or yes. something, could at least have like helped with the movie. And been like, this is not realistic that, at all. Though. And then and then he sails back to go get his drogue shoot or something like that. And then he, and then, or I don't know, he goes and gets something. I don't remember what he did. And then like, so they're showing, he was abandoning, ab he abandons the boat, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> and he throws his, uh, he's got his life raft, right? And he's got this life raft, which is about the size, and, it, and it's not, you know, it's, it's deflated, right? It's compact. It's about the size of this laptop. Like it's small. It's, I mean, it's, you know, that long and that wide and it's like maybe that thick and he's sitting there and he throws it out in the water and inflates it and it's freaking huge it's like a you know a six eight person life raft and i'm like dude those things are massive there's and i'm just it's just he's yeah. very disappointed yeah sorry I blame my friend Jeff Bach for making me watch that. He was, hey, listen, your friend knew you like sailing. He just wanted you to like see maybe. Yeah, <laughs> no, he wanted. He was like, hey, why don't you do like movie reviews like on a, on a side channel, like you know, just talk as a sailor talk about it. And I started watching like, no, I can't. That's do a it. good idea. Yeah, but I don't. Know. Maybe for me though. Yeah, you do it because I don't have. To, that's I already have three channels and a podcast. I don't. Oh, <laughs> I know. No, uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so the rv life is kind of i mean it's similar to kind of the cruising life on a boat yeah everything's a lot easier though i mean again you're accessible to land yeah you know if you need to go to the grocery store or go to the pharmacy you can go that right there whereas we're on the boat well i mean it's kind of like that right now because like if we I don't mean, have a car yeah, right we so we're car. we're here we're like oh we don't need the grocery store okay they have a little shop at the uh, at the um well, office of the RV yeah. place, but if we wanted something else, I mean, we got to get an Uber yeah. or take the bike and go. So it's yeah. somewhat similar, but yeah. it's a lot easier because, like, you know, if you I spring mean, a hole in I this thing, miss, you're not going to I sink. do miss the boat life. You I like, do miss be, being on the boat. You like it more than doing the... No, I wouldn't, again, like, I would not say or compare because they're totally different. I do like the RV life. I love camping. I, I mean, now that I've, I haven't been really realistically in the U.S., since like a year ago so i was home only for five six days and then after thailand and then i yeah. got on a flight to puerto rico and then i came back and then now i'm traveling the states so haven't really had the chance to like experience this weather so you know it's winter weather it's cold but it's nice because it's like that's like the camping weather i like it but I like the RV life. It's I would like an RV. I mean, yeah. I mean, this one's not bad. It's a 33 foot Class C um, with two slide outs. That makes a big difference. I think the kind of the biggest thing I've learned on RVs uh, is that there's a pretty big difference in quality between the cheaper ones and the more expensive oh, ones. Oh, for sure. I mean, even just like you know, you're window shopping for RVs during yeah. Whenever you go to an RV park, you see and you're like, oh, I like that one. Like that one's nice. Or you're like, oh, I want to get that one. Well, I mean, like so. This is not a bad RV. I mean, it's good. It's good for like what you're doing, and yeah. it's it's 
convenient and it's it's pretty big i mean i would say it's pretty comfortable right like, i mean this one's probably middle of the road as far as quality like finish out and everything i mean there's definitely ones that are cheaper um but i mean there's ones that are way more expensive but the problem is is that like you go to the expensive end of this like this size boat or boat rv i mean like i i paid so this is a 2005 it only had 21,000 miles on it when i bought it and i, I paid twenty three thousand dollars for it mm. Uh, you know, now like the high end versions, I mean, that one would still be sixty, seventy thousand dollars for a 15 year old RV. Yeah. So you get what you pay for though. I mean, I also think too, it's like how much are you willing to spend time in the RV? If you're going to get an expensive RV, then you should be spending a lot of time in it. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the people we met in Destin, like they're, they're, they're staying in those spots for six months. Yeah. Which is weird to me. I mean, like if you got an RV, like why? I mean, there's like Dustin's a great spot. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful beach that you can't get better than that beach. I agree. But six months in one RV spot. Like, I mean, get it. They're maybe an older crowd, so yeah. maybe they just want to settle one spot. They don't have to move a lot. Everyone has their own preference. Whatever. Me, I mean, I would do maybe a couple weeks in one spot, book sure. the next spot, go down, like go down, like do the whole get yeah. to see. Different I think beaches. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, like. They kind of have their friend group, you know what I mean? And yeah. they all can do that. But I would do kind of like they do in sailing is that like... See ya. Well, <laughs> no, it's just that like in sailing, they'll do... Uh, you f you find a couple other boaters that you like, and then you end up traveling around together in one big group. Mm -hmm. So you could do that with RVs too, you know? I mean, yeah. if, you, if you have some friends that you like, hey, we're going to go up to Nashville. You want to I mean, I even notice it too with the RVs. Like there's an RV over there, and I was doing laundry yesterday, and a little girl I was in the laundry room and I asked her, I was like, we were just talking. She was very mature for her age. So we were talking and I asked her like, oh, like, do you live here? And she's like, yeah, like we're gonna be here until January. Um, and I'm like, oh, like, so people do that too in their RVs, like they stay for long periods of time in one spot and then we'll move well, and go somewhere else. I think, I think that, I mean, yes, they do. Uh, but what we do with this, I think I would stay in one spot a little more often than I do right now. But the thing is, is that we're filming for glamping doodles and you know, we can't really, I'm only, I'm only get three weeks of filming for this and then I got to go. Right. So like it would be hard for me to do just, I don't know. It'd be hard for me to like, just spend a week here. And then I'm only getting three episodes done. So like, we're going somewhere every two days. Um, yeah. So we've got two days here and two nights here in Chattanooga. We are spending like three nights in Nashville because there's a lot of stuff to do. I love Nashville. Yeah, and then and then you're flying home from Nashville and I'm gonna drive the RV back to Dallas. Uh, yeah. it, uh, I gotta figure out what route I wanted because I've already had done that route like twice. So I'm gonna have to figure out yeah, somewhere I haven't been. Yeah. yeah. I have to go home and wrap presents. And well, yeah. I mean, it's Christmas, right? You yeah. And then, and then I'll be leaving again, so. What's that? And then, and then I'll yeah, be, I'll be leaving, leaving again, so. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm looking forward to get back in the boat. So Me too. I'm, I'm looking forward to the warm weather, to yeah. be honest. Like, I really do miss it. I mean, living in Thailand for a year, you really become acclimate, acclimated to the warm weather. So, coming back to this, like, it could be, like, 65 degrees, and I think it's freezing. Like, and in my body, I just, I don't feel I'm fully used to it yet. So I'm really looking forward to going back to the warm weather and being tan, because no one likes to be pale. Let's just be honest, no one likes it. I've still got a little tan, I think. I think I do too, but my skin's like, all right, honey, if we don't get the sun within the next two to three days, you're gonna look like Casper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Um, 
but yeah, it. Uh, so there are some similarities between the glamping and the and the um, and uh, sailing. But so sure. what? What? Uh, so you got to go fly when I was filming for glamping uh, flying doodles. I uh, filmed a, a lake amphibious airplane, and the guy offered to take you up. What did you think of that? That was all right. So to be honest, I don't really like flying. I've never loved. Flying. Well, you said you flew with your dad once in a small airplane. Yeah, I did, and I felt like we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Is he licensed? Or? No. Okay, so he absolutely. had an instructor. He had an instructor. And he was, he was like, getting his flight hours, the instructor. Okay. He was going to aviation school. He was he was really smart. So was your dad actually going to training or just got to No, fly? no, I bought it for his birthday. Every oh, year okay. I buy him... Like, every year he likes dry, NASCAR driving. He likes flying. Hell, he likes anything that has wheels and, and a steering wheel. So you bought him like a... So I bought him like an hour and a half okay. flying around the Long Island Sound. Okay. So, but it was a three-seater. So he was like, do you want to come with me? And I was like, oh God, Jesus. I was like, sure. And my mom's like, you have to go to film. And I'm like, do I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went, I took him. He had a great time. Every well, year the we... instructor's not going to let anything bad up. No, I mean, the instructor, I mean, it, he was having a blast. That was all, that, that was the most important thing. But every year I'd buy him, like one year I bought him NASCAR driving. He was in a, uh, a NASCAR car. And he went like I don't know how fast they'll go like 200. Well, don't say now because this podcast probably be out before Christmas. So don't 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 say which bottom now. Oh no 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 I'm not gonna say it. Whoa goose. Oh. Moving lights, and he's goose. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Our studio audience is being disruptive. So like um, NASCAR, I got him helicopter ride, plane. So that was cool. But being in this plane, like. The one that we just filmed, um, you know, I don't know why I felt a lot safer in there. I think he guy really knew what he was doing, so I was like, "All right." Versus, yeah, he said he's only had a couple engine failures in that airplane. Yeah, but you know what? He had the confidence, so I was like, "You know what? If we're gonna go down, this yeah. guy knows what what well, to do." Well, it's amphibious; he could land on land or water. Well, yeah, I didn't think we we're gonna land on water, and then he, the second time around, he's like, you yeah. know, asking like, "Am I clear to, to to do a water landing?" And I was like. In my head, I'm like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm like, we're doing one? Because he had to show me, which was really cool, but it's so weird to think, like, you know, when a plane gets close to water, your immediate thought is, like, we're going yeah. gonna to crash into the water. Like, I've been on so many flights where they prepare you for a water landing, so I'm like, where's the life vest? <laughs> it was pretty weird, like, because I went out, so I, I filmed the flying noodles with him, and I, I've, I've been in uh, seaplanes for float planes right mm -hmm. so it's just a traditional airplane where they put two floats on it but this is an actual amphibious so it it retracts the gear up and it lands on the belly yeah, of there's the airplane. no there's no those two that's right. what i was thinking like those so yeah but i mean floats. like we were like carving through the i mean like we were yeah, like like a like jet ski driving on yeah it was like water. a jet ski and we're like oh, wow i didn't know they could do that because we're, like, we're banked in we're banked well, that's in what a he turn did with me yeah and i was like this is kind of crazy yeah, like, yeah. The, so i sent it to my dad he's like right that is so cool like, oh you whatever. got a video of it yeah yeah okay. i took a whole video of it it was really i had to it was cool. yeah, yeah. I put it on but but uh um yeah i mean again flying i'm definitely not too fond of it but i mean in the plane with my dad he uh didn't know how to land i guess landing is really but generally landing is the hardest part yeah so it, you know we were getting close to the runway he's like uh i don't know how to do this and yeah, just, <laughs> the guy did it and helped yeah. him but he was like at first the guy's like you got this and he's like yeah and then he's like 
Actually, I don't think so. And I'm right. like, well, you can say something now or forever hold your peace because right, we're right. going to die if you don't say something. Well, I'm glad you didn't die. Well, I'm glad so. I didn't die either. So, yeah, I guess uh, so. our plan now is to head back to the boat at the end of the month and then uh, do St. Martin, St. Bart's. I'm thinking Barbuda and Antigua. Antigua. And then, uh, and then at that point, we'll probably head back west. We go through Turks and Caicos and all that. One thing, uh, I don't know, you're kind of... I mean, rolling your eyes at so far. Rolling my eyes at? Is uh, my Mongol rally. I'm not rolling your eyes at that. I'm, you're rolling my eyes at it? <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes at that. Uh-huh. I think it's cool. So the Mongol rally. I think that's cool. I think you should. I, I've been so encouraging about it. <laughs> I think you should do it. So I was on the wait list for this 2022. I signed up for 2023, and then I got on the wait list for 2022. The Mongol rally is a rally driving rally from London to Mongolia. And it is like, there's no route, there's no official route or anything. You just make your own way and you get there. You can't take the highways, right? Yo, you can take whatever road you want. But like people choose probably not. Yeah, there's to people like, like, and there's, there's, so don't look up, like there's a website, Mongol Rally 2022. That's not the actual Mongol rally. That's a team that is doing it and they've got their route planned. I'm not going through Iran, not doing it. They are not doing it. Uh, my route would be uh, London through the channel, through you know France, Belgium, whatever after that, Germany. Uh, I think Czech and then Turkey and then uh, you go through Kazakhstan and then Russia and then China into Mongolia. Mm. Um, so I got to get a visa for both China and Russia. Everywhere else, I don't think I need one. I got to check on Kazakhstan. Um, but kind of the key is you're not in a nice car. You're in a it has to be. They'll make an except. They they prefer a one liter engine, so very small engine. Or or but they'll if you can't find it, they'll give you a one point two liter, mm. um, which is a very small engine. So not. I'm gonna say not, this is almost the size of like a Mini Cooper, right? Like even probably. Yeah, smaller. yeah, like, like a Mini like Cooper size. You're thinking size. of like like if you're picturing this, like anyone who's watching this, that's the size yeah, of yeah, yeah. what the car looks like. So I found a couple like they're not it's not really a station wagon um because they're not that big but it's like that size but kind of an extended butt on the thing you know mm -hmm. uh so uh, and they're not that expensive i found them for a couple thousand pounds over in london and so when the time gets closer i'll uh end up buying one and then uh uh when my my goal is it's going to be the mongol doodles so i'm going to have the car like the car from uh a dumb and dumber i'm gonna have it covered in fur like faux fur like that and have it look like a dog the point i think of these cars is they're supposed to look extremely ridiculous like everyone either puts like stickers all over their cars yeah. or like it's supposed to be just kind of like a wild journey you're supposed to want to break down you're supposed to have struggles you're supposed to have a flat tire here and there like it is supposed to be messy you're supposed to break down i mean that's what they want they want you to be kind of get in with the locals and like okay how do we fix this yeah like go to a little service shop in in prague and they're like your car is like, what are you doing yeah it's a piece of crap what do you want why do? is there fur on this well and the, and the and the crappy thing is is that uh in Mong I was looking it up the other day. So in Mongolia, so by the time you get there, the car is trashed, right? Yeah, it's what not, do they do with the car after? They won't let you scrap them there. Uh, so you, we actually have to have the car shipped. Uh, 
So Jeez. They, then that's another cost. So they've, they've, they've got it. I don't know how much that's going to cost. I mean, it's not that expensive, to, especially if you don't Oh, care. I'm sure because they probably have so many cars. Yeah, there, yeah. I mean, I don't like, know how many. Every year we're going to like, where are we going to put all these cars? Right, you know? right. So they won't I let you do that. Them. So then we got to have them shipped. I don't even know where. I'll just have them ship. Be like, whatever. Just ship it. I mean, like, like somebody, it, it's worth scrap value and maybe they can oh, some, yeah, like, sure. ship it somewhere that they'll take it. I'm sure they have somewhere like that. But we actually have to pay for shipping out of Mongolia. So, I don't know how much. But, I mean, like, it's not going to be cheap. But I'm going to try to do sponsors and stuff for it. Um, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to film it. Um, I haven't decided what channel I'm put it on. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it would be a good would you fit. you create your own channel for it? Maybe. Um, I mean, if anything, I would say it'd fit glamping. Yeah, I've thought you about... You do, like, an addition to the glamping. Like, you can do, like, a, a special series within glamping. Like, glamping 2.0. But, like, crazy. Yeah, I think I think like glamping that. is probably the channel to do it on. Yeah, I'm going to do it on sailing. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'd be... I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask the viewers. That's what I'll do. All right. So leave a, leave a comment if you're watching this. Where would which channel do you think that was? So it's gonna be. So the. I the, think glamping, but yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. the fans want to see it on sailing. Yeah, but so cool. the it starts July 27th, and they say it takes three to four weeks to complete the rally for most people. Um, so. I imagine you're gonna be moving. Yeah, like yeah. Every day, every you guys, day. You guys are gonna be like. I mean, I don't know how many episodes it'll be, but I'm, 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 I'm expecting probably ten, twelve. I was gonna say at least. Um, something like that, and so I'll be filming that. So I'll get sponsors for that to do the car and all that. But the thing is that you're not supposed to get a nice car, so it's not gonna be like a ten thousand dollar. Well, I mean, that's not exactly a nice car, but like it, it, that's. No, you're talking even lower than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like three or four thousand dollars is yeah. what they want you to spend or less on this car. I mean, because they want it to be a piece of crap. all about the experience. Yeah, it's all about the experience, the journey. So not about the car. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that but. should be fun. I'm not rolling my eyes at that. I think yeah. it's fun. I think you should do it. Yeah, and then so I've got I've talked to a few buddies uh, about you know because we need I think three, possibly four people would be the way to go because you know uh, it, it, three. Find someone that's good with cars. Yeah, yeah. I've you talked know, to that's that. I already know who I would bring with me if yeah. I did it. Like I already know. Chris, if you ever watch this, we would do it together. Okay. He he does he knows everything and anything about a car. Okay. How's it to fix it? So well, I got a buddy it's a mechanic, I've already asked him, so uh like yeah. So. That'd be, see that's that's like a, a a good addition. Yeah, right, right. So. Someone maybe that's knows a couple languages. Yeah. You know, that would be kind of cool. Like, I would, if I did this, like, my team would be, like, whatever. Someone knows 12 different languages. Someone knows how to put together and take apart a car with Elmer's glue. Okay, do you, do you know how many people can't just take a month off to go do something like that? I and mean, if these they people did... would be strangers. These people would be oh, willing and okay. have these requirements. And so and you, you want to sit in a tiny car with a complete stranger for three listen, to four weeks. Listen, if they want to do that... They're, I already know they're a good time. Okay. I already know they're batshit crazy like me. Yes. So, and then someone knows 12 different languages. Someone knows how to fix a car. Someone's just really cool and pretty like me. <laughs> <laughs> and humble. And don't, humble. Don't forget humble. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> but someone maybe who, I don't know, like, but I don't know, like just different people who, um, are willing to contribute different things like you know i think again someone who's willing to do it has the the what's the word oh my gosh i'm blanking i don't know the 
charisma to do it. And I think that it's, listen, if they're a stranger, whatever, who cares? Sure. That's how you make friends. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of strangers, we got a new crew coming. Uh, we do. Uh, I, I've we talked should, to we them. We should wait to introduce them, obviously. Okay. I okay. feel like that. Yeah. Keep it a secret. So, yeah, okay. So there's two. Uh, I've talked to them on, like, Skype a couple times. We've actually, so it'd be interesting to see y'all. I think it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. So, I think so, too. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to get out of this RV park pretty soon here. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are going to drive an hour north to Manchester to where I have a cousin. We're going to hang out with him. Really nice. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank appreciate you. you. I swear I'm actually humble. I'm just totally She kidding. is very, she's very sweet. So. <laughs> I swear. I'm just, I'm just joking. She's very sweet and very helpful and all that. So thank you very much. Thank You've you, been Bobby. a great uh, addition. So. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys. Uh, click that like and subscribe button. Really appreciate you. And, sure. uh. We'll see you on the next video. Bye.